0: What is up, two, Salty Dogs two, Nation? Your two favorite heretics back in the house. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. what are those names again? Casey the Heretic <laughs> Tavares and Jason the... Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't have a middle name. No. I do. My, actually, my middle name is Angel, so I'm Jason Messenger of God Villanova. Oh. I just want to... We're just going to throw that out there, do Yeah, we're just going to throw that out there. In case you were wondering if I was qualified or not. Exactly. Mm. It's going to be here. Christopher's out He's not filmed too hot. It's you know every time I come here he's always gone. Not true. Yeah, but know. then sometimes he comes and you're gone. This is true. That's how this that happens. True. Hey, I got a busy life, bro. You're about that tree life though. What's up? Hey, how viewers? Yeah, what's up? What's up? What's hey, it, if you're up? if you're listening on the uh, podcast audio that is released after the Facebook Live recording, be sure and go to facebook.com/saltydogscast and uh, like the page and then you'll get updates of when we go live so typically every other tuesday at seven we're doing a live recording so if you guys want to join us for that that would be fan freaking tastic and you get to see dope. our get to see our mugs
1: yeah i think this is a first man we actually have a live audience
0: there's like, a little bit like of...
1: in the studio
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah what's up he's not on the mic no he's not tell us his name
0: his name is cody Cody. Cody's in the house. Yes, he is. Cody's in the house, y'all. On our couch. Hey, let me just throw it out there. Hey, if you're in Wichita and you're a listener and you just ever want to come hang in the studio while we record, that's an open invitation. Even if you're not from Wichita. And then nobody will ever want to do that. And then I'll feel like an idiot for making the invite. And then nobody came to my party. I'm that guy. Hey, I'm having a birthday party. Yeah. And then nobody shows because the cooler kid's having a cooler birthday party. And he's got the bounce house. And I've got the cracked out clown yeah. making more weird ba- balloon animals and more bounce to the ounce for sure yeah all right so uh hey so how much do you want to talk about our mountain trip because hey. i got to talk about it just a little bit you talked about it without me just a little bit mm-hmm. hey
1: i held back bro <laughs> yeah no we can talk about that, that what do you want to uh, talk about i mean <laughs> what do you want to say i mean <laughs> you want me to give you time, time to answer. what do you want what do you want no i mean it was uh I mean, completely exceeded my expectations as far as, you know...
0: Exceedingly, abundantly pressed down. More that I could... Shaken together, running over.
1: Shaken, not stirred, and, you know. uh, No, I... That was... It's kind of difficult to explain, man, because it's like... You had to be there, you know, and... um, But I'd say overall, successful trip, you know. Do you feel like... Cause we hit on this and we
0: may just dive in. Do you feel like the writers of the scripture wrote in such a way that they were heard their heart was just like, man, you had to be there. I mean, you're trying to I,
1: describe an experience with the creator of the universe. I mean, I bet, I bet like Moses was on top of the mountain saying, man, like when he came back down, you know, man, y'all, y'all should have seen that, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, all those experiences, I mean, that, that would be to me anyway. I, I definitely, man, like, there's well, I, there's no way I can possibly touch on it. You know, I mean, there's like, what are you gonna say? What can you say? Mm-hmm. You know. But as we've talked about that too, as far as the scripture is concerned about secondhand experiences becoming, you know, and us basing all of our, you know, theology off these secondhand experiences rather than you know experiencing it for ourselves, you know, and that we have access to to experience that ourselves. Yeah, you know? absolutely, for sure. Sure. yeah for sure guy for sure <laughs> but as far as the mountain is concerned uh, it was just a really interesting trip man um you know I'd been praying a lot before we went and you went up there heavy laden you know burdened and man just coming over I I, I remember man like <laughs> and you did it know, you, you, here here did go. Go. you know um you you did what you said you were going to do you went back there and and, and handled it, handled your business, you know, mm-hmm. trained for it, got ready for it and prepped for it, went up there and did it. I did. And, man, like, going over the top of that terrace, so, like, that was something to behold, man, because, yeah. I mean, I'd never seen a view like that in my entire life, you know, and uh, where it was all, like, just kind of drab and dry and kind of weird, you know, because we get above Alpine and we're looking down in this valley, you know, how the how the mountains were, were you know, basically a big bowl And, uh, and then you get over the top, you know, you're seeing out to the flatlands, you see mountains in the distance, but once you come over the top there, you got smacked in the face with this view. It was just like, there was nothing really you could like do or say, except for just sit down, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. And I feel like, I mean, in those mountains in our life, you know what I mean? I feel like that's, that should be part of the experience, right? You get over the top of that and you see something so glorious, dude, that what else are you going to do except for sit down and worship, you know?
0: Yeah. You just are. You just fall to your, your knees, really face. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? You stop and you, I mean, that's what it means to be awestruck. So let's just, let's just talk about that word. Awesome. Like we say that word and I'm guilty and I do it and I've been on this tirade before, but the idea that we call things awesome and to call something awesome means you're awestruck or struck with awe. like, yeah, essentially speechless Your jaw drops, your mouth opens, your eyes bug out, and there's no words to describe.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you just have to simply look and try and process, try and process what's happening.
1: What a moment though. You know what I mean? Right. And that's where words fail, man. And all you, all you have to do is like, just sit there and experience it. And that's the Lord. Yeah. The Lord is awesome. It it should be. It should be. The
0: Lord is awesome. We were like, Oh man, that's an awesome shirt, bro. I mean, it's a cool really shirt. Really, you're speechless at my shirt. It's yeah, cool exactly. Shirt. I am sh- literally struck with awe <laughs> at that dry fit maroon, sweat moisture wicking. It's n- that's not no. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying. <laughs> and so I think you know, I, I I feel like maybe that's what we're trying to what we're trying to talk about today. Like, the question is, are we limiting God? And this is this is a continuation of a, a conversation that me and Christopher had this last episode. And yeah. basically the, we, we named this last one. Stop putting God in a box because we felt a little salty, but <laughs> honestly, I, I mean, if you think about the creator of the universe, I mean that he, he breathed galaxies into creation. He hung the galaxies. It, he, he hung the planets in the sky, the stars in the sky. He holds all of the waters of the earth in the palm of his hand Good grief. Yeah. I mean, how massive, how how big is he? And if you think about, like, when he spoke, let there be light. And then it says that the, the galaxies spewed forth from his mouth. We know that the universe is ever expanding and that we are continually discovering more of the universe because it's ever. I mean, it was so much power when that happened. It is, has continued forth. Yeah. Since that point of origin, and it's continuing to expand. And we're like, oh, yeah, I totally understand God
1: and how he works. And here's what the scripture says. And let me just tell you, brother. Yeah. Well, here's what here's what a few <laughs> words. Sorry, a f- I'm salty. Here's, here's I'm already salty. I here's love you what a guys. Few I really words, here's what a few words on the pages. This is him summed up all right here, yeah. right, right here for 66 us. 66 books, nothing more, nothing <laughs> less. Don't you dare add or take away from this. Because you know you'll be damned. <laughs> so no, like I, I think about that too, man. And that's what, you know, um, I love, I love, you know, space and time and those things like when you get to study them, quantum physics, things like that, because it's just like, it gives you this tiny little perspective, like, or this tiny little look into the world of God, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it it is true, man, like how, how much in my own life have I, I mean, just think about it, man. Like you can go your entire day sometimes without even thinking about him or without even talking about yeah. him. You know what I mean? And yeah, it happens. And, um, it, what, what, we're so distracted by something so finite, but the infinite is right there. Literally we have a relationship and with him and, and not only that, but it's, it's deeper than just a relationship. But he, we just treat him as one of our many relationships instead of our only relationship by which all the other relationships stem from. And I, you know, we don't put him in his proper place. I mean, at least I haven't. And I know that for, I know that in my life, you know, and I can understand and I can see, and I can look at and, and look at these times in my life where I hadn't been putting him first. And like, what comes from that, you know, and all this chaos and all this madness, you know, and uh, man, I've been so guilty of that, but anymore lately, man, like, dude, I've just had, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to explain. we shift in, in, um, I don't, I, I well, I want to say heart, man, because that's the only thing that I can really think of, you know, that the center of your being, man, like this kind of shift, dude, where I, where I stopped. And this is why this is kind of personal for me, because I stopped trying to expect or I stopped trying to make God do something. You know what I mean? Or I stopped trying to. Well, this is the way he's going to act and this is the way he's going to do it or or. Or this but, is how he should do it, and putting ex- him in a box. Well, based right. on your expectations, right? And based on my expectations, and and it's certainly not wrong to have expectations of God. I think that I think that we should. That's a, that's a huge part in faith and belief that we should be expectant. But the way that we, ex- right. but the way that we expect him to do things, you know. And mm-hmm. in my life, dude, I finally just. Re- I mean, even recently, I've been fasting and praying, and uh, I'm like, okay, this doesn't look. My life doesn't look anything like I thought it was going to look three, three years ago. My life doesn't look anything like I I want it to look like, but there's a, there's, there's a reason for that. And what he's doing in me and through me and in my life, man, what else do I have to do except for yield and say, man, like rather than trying to conform him, his will to my will, I've been asking him, I was like all, all this stuff, man. And you know, personally, you know what I pray for personally, you know, the promises he has for me personally, you know what we've talked about, but I've let go of that in the sense of that's not for me. You know what I mean? That's not for me to know. That's not for me to understand, but rather just to take a place of quietness and stillness like that verse. It says, be still and know." Mm-hmm. And I think at least the, when I think about it, I, I think more of it as, as saying, be still to know that I am God, Yeah. you know, and that sure. stillness is a, is an avenue by which you, you under come to understand him and, and to know him. And, um, the expectations that I had put on him, he just did not meet, not that he didn't meet him or he can't meet him, but that's not, that's not the way he's going to meet them. And so once I put those things down, man, I came to a place of peace and, you know, and like, I just, the the struggle kind of stopped, man. I was just like, dude, okay. I, I know what your will is like generally, but help me to line my will with yours, regardless yeah. of me. That's the only thing I've been praying now. I I've stopped, I've ceased pretty much all other prayers. Anything else, because I've already prayed about it. I put it out there, I sown the seed. Mm-hmm. The seed is going to get, you know, it's going to come forth and bear fruit, and it's time. But as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that I've been think, praying for and fasting for right now is like, man, conform my will to your will. Yeah. You yeah. know, or like and, Jesus
0: taught us to pray, your will on earth as you, it is in yeah, heaven. Yeah. Or nevertheless, your will be done. Right. What he said. Like, even yeah. if you don't, you know so, what I mean? Like, so let's kind of answer that question then. Like, the, the question is, are we limiting God? Um, and I put it out on Facebook, too, and to make it a statement, it says, we limit God when we, and then fill in the blank. So you would say, we limit God when we expect his will to conform to
1: ours. Yes. Um, but I think, I mean, any honestly, like, like I said, like expecting him to move. Right. We mm-hmm. should be expected in that, but what yeah. we expect of him and how we expect him to do things, yeah. you know what I mean? is very limiting. I think. Sure. And, um, and it's also debilitating. It's very discouraging because like, you're like, okay, we hear these prayers. It's like, or these verses, you know, these bars, these, these, this, when the spirit spit bars, you know, and it's like, well, be like the persistent widow. Just keep banging on the door. Yeah. Come, you know what I mean? And like, and done that, you know been there you know oh, yeah. And it's like and it's like still nothing moves man it's very discouraging yeah. man because because and and Travis Crowe who lives at the house with me said something like expectations are premeditated resentment that is always stuck with me dang you know what i mean That's that is hardcore always, yeah that is always stuck with me and so in in those in those ex- expectations that he that that we put on god right we like a specific expectation it's like well you know, it does that give me a a, a resentment towards God, you know? And, and so, and I have to say honestly and and answer that on that question honestly in my life that, yeah, man, like I've had to clear out some resentments that I've had against, you know, the creator of the universe. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um,
0: so expectations are premeditated resentment. Yeah. I've always said at the moment we place expectation on people, we set them up for failure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's law, right? What does law do except expose the sin and show that we, we can't meet those. Yeah. And if you're, if you, if you have expectations of people, you typically just don't have one, you have multiple. Yeah. And at some point you're going to run into an unrealistic one.
1: At some point, I'd say largely a lot of our expectations are people are unrealistic, unrealistic. Yeah. Largely, yeah. You know, and, and the things that we put on people and the things that we put on God, you know what I mean? Now God is, I, you know, he is unrealistic. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) he's totally orderly. He's otherly man. He's outside of this. And, and you know what I mean? But just, man, I, like I said, I can only speak for myself in this and like when, what I've expected him to do rather than just trust, you know what I mean? And, and and, and exist in that space where he gets to be all, you know, and I insert so much of myself into that equation as well. You know what I mean? But when you can really like kind of take a step back and sit back and take your hands off the ark you know, and, and, and just trust, you know, I've come into a different place, man. So. Yeah.
0: You're, so we limit you're scrolling. I, I am. I'm just, I'm looking at some of the stuff that people scrolling put on, or trolling uh, both some of the stuff that people put on Facebook. I mean, we can, yep. we can take a hard ride if you'd like, um, you do whatever. but yeah, we, we limit God when we, uh, so somebody said I'm part of a Christian podcaster group. Um, and somebody said that. We, um, that we limit him when we aren't expectant. Um, okay. Actually it was, it was Pam and she's in our salty dogs, Facebook, uh, group and page. And she says, we limit God when we lack expectations. So I was thinking about that. And so in one, in one hand, we can have unrealistic expectations of God, not that he can't meet them, but that we box him in in the way that he's going to provide or show up. So let's just say, for instance, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm believing the Lord for a financial breakthrough because I'm facing some sort of debt or whatever it is. And so I'm thinking that like, you know, trying to figure out how God's going to do it. And I'm like, Oh, well maybe I'll get an extra side job or maybe I'll get that check that's supposed to be on the way and that kind of stuff. And then the Lord uses someone to just flat out bless me. And I just, like, didn't expect that he would do that, but I did expect that maybe he'd do it another way. I think maybe that that's maybe not the best example, but um, sometimes we we lack expectancy. as, And I would just interpret that as kind of lack of faith. Like, yeah. we don't actually believe or expect that God is going to follow through on what he said he would follow through on. It's true. Or, you know, if we... If we say Jehovah Jireh, my provider, but we don't actually believe or expect that he's going to provide when we have a need for my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Well, if I'm not expecting that all my needs are met, well, then I'm limiting. It's true. And I think,
1: um, what we believe, you know what I mean? And I had this conversation, I was talking to another dude the other day, but like, you know, faith, we can have faith, like. In other things, not just God, you know what I mean? And faith does move things, you know, moves things around. And so particularly, I think belief or what we believe, you know, and like the lack of belief thereof. And it's not just like belief in God, because I think like we've talked about quantum stuff before and, you know, laws of attraction. But I think that should be more, you know, interpreted as as faith. But I mean, it does move things and it does and does not move things according to the to the measure thereof. But, you know, expectancy in, in as, as far as faith is concerned. I, I mean, I agree with I agree with her, you know. Um, yeah. Because I, I you, and you wanted to go to that story where, you know, Jesus couldn't do many miracles in that town because. Yeah. Nobody believed him.
0: Right. Well, I let's made, let's look at that. So somebody said. Um, again, so we put this out on Facebook and. And there were a couple of people, one guy says, do we have the power to limit God? So he asked the question. And I I understand that. Like, God is all powerful. He's the most powerful being in the universe. And he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And then there was another person that said, uh, we don't have the power to limit God, but we can cause ourselves unnecessary stress when we don't trust him. Or I agree with that. So there's a scripture, I believe it's in Matthew And um, it says of Jesus, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So Jesus was limited to do not many miracles because of the lack of faith. I've heard it said that faith is the currency of heaven. That's how things move. That's, you know, if I faith into it, then things are going to happen. Things are going to unlock. Things are going to open up. So Jesus then in another situation, um, talks to the, is it the, the centurion or whatever the guy's name it whatever yeah. he was. Yeah. And he says, Hey, just say the word. Like I command people and they do what I tell them to do. So just say the word and you don't even have to go to my house. And he was like, you know, I haven't seen such faith in all of, of Israel, Jerusalem. Yeah. You know? And so the, and so then at that very hour, his daughter was healed and it was the faith that, that moved it. And
1: so, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, what does that say about our faith? Like currently, you know, um, our modern faith, you know, I don't really, it's not that things and miracles don't happen, man. But, you know, when you look at comparatively speaking, when you look at the Bible, you look at the stories there, you look what happened and what didn't happen, you know what I mean? And like, like, where's that at? You know what I mean? Like, are we not expecting enough? You know, I, are, are we limiting him by, by, you know, not investing our faith, right? Faith is, is currency. Well, are we investing, Mm. you know, for a return, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and reaps what he sows. uh, I mean, I'm just
0: asking the question. Yeah. Well, it has to do, I think with faith, faith and belief kind of go hand in hand. So there's another scripture, uh, where it says, um, so, I'll just read this Mark chapter nine, verse uh, 20. So they brought him when the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. So Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, "It has often thrown him into the fire water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus is like, if you can. I've preached on this before and I can imagine Jesus was like, if, if, if. who you you think you're talking to? (laughs) What's your name? <laughs> uh <laughs> sir. Um inside joke, sorry. If you can, said Jesus. Then he says everything is possible for one who believes. And then this famous verse, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. But Jesus says that everything's possible for him who believes. So I think faith and belief they kinda go hand in hand. And so in um in Hebrews it says that we have to believe That faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not not yet seen. seen. It's by faith that we believe that God created everything in three days or seven days, whatever it says, six days. Sorry. Um, And then it says that... Do you even Bible, bro? I don't even Bible. It says that, and that uh, he must believe that he rewards those who diligently seek seek him. him. So there's this faith, by faith we believe, and then... We believe that he rewards us as we diligently seek him. So there's just the idea of like belief and faith going hand in hand that all throughout scripture, I mean, we could pull up verse after verse where it's belief for those who believe he gave them the right to become children of God hmm. to each person has been given measure of faith. I mean, there's all sorts of scriptures that are talking about faith, belief, faith, belief. And so it seems like faith and belief are the things that unlock that that work of the Lord in our life. And I think that we can limit him when we have lack of faith, when we have lack of belief. Oh, ye of little faith.
1: Right. I, you know, not just faith and hope. Um, honestly, I, that draws me to the verse, um, on the vine, you're the branches, you know, and he says mm-hmm. to he says, remain in me, abide in me and I, in you, and then you will ask anything in my name and it will be done. So I, I believe even if faith And hope. Yes. But like even remaining, what does that look like? Remaining in him and him in you, that constant connection, that constant, you know, that constant, um, connection with him. And I've been studying that verse a lot too. Like, what does that even look like to remain in him? You know? And then, yeah. To abide, to remain. How do we do that? Well, yeah. But he's, he's saying like, man, if you, if you, if you remain in me, like ask anything in my name and it will be done to you. It'll be done for you. So I think we box him in, we limit him, mm-hmm. but at least what he's doing in us anyway, you know, and through us by not remaining in him. And so, and I have to look at that in my life too, because I think I look at the things that I want or, 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 expecting of him and praying in his name, you know, and if so things can, can we rephrase that maybe just a little bit? Because I'm
0: thinking about the, the potential of what God can do is never limited, But the amount that is done is limited by whether or not we faith or believe or if we abide.
1: It's the same. It's that same concept about, you know, a tree is never limited by its potential, its genetic potential. Right. It is only limited by the site that it's planted in. Where am I? Am I out of? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
0: No, it's kind of like the like the whole shark scenario, too. Right. Like you put a shark in a. An aquarium. I don't Is this real? I mean, you're smiling at me like it's no, not I'm, real. No, I'm
1: listening. This is a yeah, funny so it's thing to like, go an, to. A,
0: like an aquarium. You, you put a shark in a small aquarium, it's not going to grow and bust out of the glass. Right. But if you put it out in the wild, it'll grow to its full potential. Right. But putting it in a, a smaller environment, you've basically limited its okay, growth. So I
1: need to think about that for a second and how, that impl- how, that, how we can implicate that because. If it, if the potential is always there, yeah, right. It's God. only limited by the space, right, that we yeah. give it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the soils that we give it, right? The heart. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: So I've heard you say this, and maybe you heard it from somewhere, but it's super profound. So if you think about this story of Elisha and the woman and the the oh, yeah. the oil.
1: Right. So oh.
0: do you remember this? Yeah. Do you know the line? Yeah. It, yeah. So let's talk about it. That story. What's it.
1: that in Kings or Judges? It, one of them.
0: Whatever one. The, it's, it's one of the, the books book.
1: Elijah's in. It, yeah. It's one <laughs> of those books. It's wherever <laughs> the, the, the when, scriptures when the, were When, when the verses. woman's son had died, right? I think it was her son. Like I'm I'm probably No, her husband wasn't dead. Uh, well, he, somebody died. But the, but the husband died. He was in right. Debt. So anyway, she was left without. Yeah. You know, she was left without a breadwinner. She was left without a work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what does she need the oil for? I don't know. We're gonna have to look. It was to story. pay the debts and then to eat food. Right. To have food to eat. And so she asks Elijah, right, to fill up the canisters. And so he said, he said, okay, collect as many containers as you can. Yeah. You know, and so she collects all these, gathers all these containers, and so that that the oil kept pouring out of the same vessel. As, as long the, as there were right. And so faces w- I was fill. when I was in teen challenge when I heard this and it blew my freaking mind out of my scoop I had to scoop my, my brains up <laughs> scoop off your the floor brains up Yeah, yeah. There. Uh, but we, it, we need another brain scoop on right. Right. And so the oil floor. stopped when there wasn't anything else for it to fill. Right. And so yeah. the pastor that was preaching it said God is only limited by the amount of emptiness that we bring him. What? <laughs> right. So we're talking about space. Are we limiting
0: God? Yeah. And so, the answer is yes. When we limit the amount of emptiness we
1: bring him, ourself.
0: So what? Yeah. So So, what does that look like in the life of a Christian? Like, for me to practically not give the Lord enough emptiness, right? It's
1: humility and surrender. And if you guys want a good book on that, Andrew Murray has written a couple good books that I've that I've listened to, written that I've.
0: Did you say roten? Roten? I thought you said has written
1: a couple books. Andrew
0: Murray, there is one that's
1: called, it's a great rotor, surrender, absolute surrender. And then humility, but it's true. It's true though. We are limiting God and that's man. I'm I'm glad we went there, dude. The amount of of emptiness, the amount of self, right? So if there's something left of me, then that's a, that's a space that he can't fill. Right. And Mm -hmm. imagine a man like completely holy and totally committed a hundred percent to God and what he's able to do through a man like that, you know, yeah. In and through, what are you looking at?
0: Jesus says, uh, Luke nine twenty three, and he said unto, unto them all, if any man will come after me, he let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. And so there's a denial of self that has to happen. And so we are limiting that when we aren't dying. Do we stand in the way of it? I would say so. You know, like humility for God opposes the proud, but shows grace to the humble. We limit the amount of grace in our life when we continue to stand in pride and not in humility.
1: Well, I mean, God showed his unlimited potential by limiting himself to a human being. What? About to go deep. Well, Where's he brain scoop. Bra- I can't say that so word. Brain Cody, scoop. Grab the brain scooper over there. Brain scooper. <laughs> I keep saying scoop. It's God God showed his unlimited power in the cross, right? Mm-hmm. And by do- he did that by limiting himself to becoming a human being. Right. What's the, what's the verse? Is it in Hebrews where he's been, he was made lower than the angels for a little while. Yep. Right. So he limited himself in that capacity and became so empty. So, and I, and I was toying with this idea and we've talked about it before, right? Faith is, it says we walk by faith, not by sight. So Jesus, right before ever, you know, coming to earth was living in the sight of the father. He saw, he behold, he beheld his glory. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't need faith. Faith is a human component. Right. Faith, is strict, yep. faith is strictly human. And, you know, limiting himself, but showing the way, what the, but by what faith can do through a man wholly yielded to God. He was 100%, I'd say 110% in, mm-hmm. 110% <laughs> committed to no other, no other mission, no other course. He would not swerve to the left or to the right. Anything right. the scripture ever talks about, about being committed, that was it. Committal and faith, abiding and faith, you know, and the emptiness that came. And look, I mean, Jesus all day long, man, no problem. You even, t- you even touched the guy. Guess what? You're getting healed, son.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: let's look at this. I, you're, you're
0: thinking, you're reminding, you're thinking me of something. You're <laughs> reminding me of something. Um. There's a scripture in revelation, um, where Mm -hmm. Jesus is, um, hopefully Google does okay
1: with this (laughs) revelation
0: (laughs) revelation. Um, so revelation three, and let me just find a good, so it says, so because you're lukewarm and neither hot or cold. I'll spit you out of my mouth. So we all know that scripture. And then it says, for you say, I am rich. And so when you look up that word rich, it doesn't mean like lots of money, lots of gold, that kind of thing. Like we think rich it, the, the word means fully resourced. And so these people are saying, I'm fully resourced. I I've, I've prospered. I need nothing. And Jesus says, you say that not realizing that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, poor blind and naked. I counsel you to buy for me gold refined by fire so you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. So you have a people group who is saying, we are in need of nothing. We are fully resourced. Pride. Pride. But then the scripture says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Right. For theirs is the kingdom. Right. And so Jesus, I believe, is referencing Matthew five, where Absolutely. he gave that that yeah. sermon on the mount, that discourse, and he's saying, Be poor in spirit, right. buy for me what you cannot afford for yourself. Like you think that you just look at everything that you have. And if you look at all that you have and you say, I am fully resourced, and you live apart from Christ as the source, he says you're poor, pitiable blind and naked. Like you can't see, you ain't got nothing, homie, right? You are naked, blind, pitiable. And to be, you are to be felt sorry for because you think you're fully resourced yet you're not. And so for us to be, think that we're fully resourced is to exist independently from Christ as our source for all things. And apart from me, you can do do nothing. nothing. Right. So we try and exist apart from And so anytime that we are, we think that we're fully resourced for all things concerning spirituality and life. And I mean, think about fruit of the spirit, those kinds of things. But we're trying to, we're trying to gain that apart from Christ. We
1: actually don't have it. Right. And And so we need to humble ourselves and say, I'm not rich. I'm actually poor. But I think it's so insidious, man. I think it's, it goes so deep, like that kind of, we don't even know. Right. It says, you don't even know that you're poor, pitiable, wretch. you're blind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and to the extent, you know, that I would say a lot of us are still blind, you know what I mean? Because I know, I know I was, man, for like the pat. you know, and I had a lot of a great deal of pride. Like for, I, I can, you know, remember the days coming out of Teen Challenge when we were preaching, we were getting after it, doing all this stuff, man. Yeah. And, and then I look at that now and it makes me sick. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah? It, yeah, it absolutely makes me sick because I was, it, I was, it was arrogant and prideful. And, you know... It's, it's one of those hard lessons learned because I'm not that man anymore, even in any context of good or bad, you know what I was doing then, but it took losing something very dear to me, you know what I mean? And to come to the place where I understood how wretched that I was, mm. you know what I mean? And when you pray those prayers and, and I, and I, and it, like I said, I expected him, I expected something and what I got from that was in a way horrific, horrific right? Mm -hmm. Um, but I've come to a place now where it's it's so strange where you thank God because that was his grace. You know what I mean? Showing me. And it took that to show me the depths of the sin and the filth inside Mm. of my life. Right? Yeah. And so the only thing, otherwise I would have never known you know? Yeah. And, and I would have kept going on in this arrogance that I didn't even think that I had, cause I thought I was humble, man. Yeah. You know, oh. I thought I was. And so these things happening, man, and it takes you to this place where dude, I mean, I, uh, I I was over at this, we went to this sober, there's a sober community off of hundred uh, and first street out in Kechai, okay. And we did a uh, fourth of july party out there so cody was there with me we went out there we set up this ball and spot man got the hammocks up got the double decker hammocks man got the, the <laughs> noah's tarp over the top dude it was it was sweet you, you know noah's tarp that's what it's called noah's tarp <laughs> <laughs> and but it, it was cool just making up names it, it was cool but we literally cody and i sat there literally all weekend we I, I don't think except for the times where i was smashing his soul and ping pong oh gosh um we literally <laughs> He's over there laughing. He knows it's true. <laughs> but apart from the apart from that, man, like I don't think we even left the hammocks, man. Honestly, we sat there in a the campsite, and dude. That's legit. I remember Saturday night, man. I was just sitting there in my hammock, man. The fireworks go- were going off, and I looked at the state of my life, and I began to cry because I look at it and I lost, you know. I lost a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and where I am, you know, <laughs> I just realized I, I came to that, 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 that understanding in myself. And I just started crying, man, because I was like, look at my life, man. Like, look, look at what I have left. But it was a strange thing because I was thankful, man, because how could I ever be dependent on him if I haven't lost everything? You know, how can he yeah how can he become everything in time, you know what I mean, and he will. And I, you know, I know, I know that he's going to do something miraculous and crazy, but how would I have ever gotten to that spot of desperation, man? Because it's those spots of desperation that create these deep longings and these deep seekings. You know, we want deep findings, but without the cost that it takes to get there. Yeah. You know, we want result without process, Yeah. you know, and, right. and I just remember just thanking him, you know what I mean? And he, because it was his grace that showed me those things, even in the deepest wounds you know, wounds that are still bleeding, you know, in my life that, that I came to understand him and understand that was, that was his mercy mm-hmm. actually. And yeah. it doesn't seem merciful at the time. So like what, like I said, ex- expectant, you know, my, my expectation of, okay, well, when I got married and I was heading into this, my expectation was, oh, I'm going to have this great life, have this sweet life, blah, 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 this and this and that turns out that wasn't it, man. Mm-hmm. I had an expectation, Yeah. you know, And now my life looks, it's demolished, absolutely demolished, burnt to the ground. You know what I mean? In, in entirety, Mm -hmm. but that purifying fire, you know what I mean? He burned everything out. And, and this is another thing too. Like we expect God, like, it's like, like he doesn't do those things. Like he doesn't burn our life to the ground. You know, it was your fault. It was your consequence. Oh, how, how you know, a man in bondage, let's like going up to a slave and beating a slave and saying, how dare you be in bondage to a master that is way powerful, way more powerful than you. And you can't get yourself free. How dare you, yeah. you sinner? Because oh, you were in bondage to something that, had, that held power over you. Yeah. It's absurd. You know what I mean. But you know, in praying for deliverance and praying for these things, that's the thing we expect. We don't, God doesn't do that. He absolutely does. Especially when you ask him to, and you were yeah. there when I prayed that oh, prayer yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. And, wrecked my life, you know, Lord. Yeah. And then he did, you know and but now i get to be expectant of what he's going to do not expectant of how he's going to do it but i from 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 the gutter mm-hmm. you know what i mean faith that faith i have faith in that you know what yeah. i mean and even now i'm getting excited man and it's and encouraged because the situation looks so bleak you know when you're yeah. experiencing it man but my expectation is that he is god and he's good and he's going to work all things to the good of those who love him and according, called according to his purpose. And so with right. that expectation, coupled with that faith, coupled with remaining in him, right. To, to constantly strive for one thing to be connected, you know, and to remain in that connection because he lives in me. Like I'm his place of dwelling. You know what I mean? Like he's tidying up yes. and he's doing, I'm his place of dwelling and I dwell in him. And that's a co and I had this vision the other day where it was just like this constant, it's a given, it's a constant giving to, so that you can return it to him in praise. It never ceases. It's only us who ceases giving him praise because he never stops giving. Mm. It's only us who ceases his, his it's, movement in our life it's because like we don't angels, return it to him in praise. You it's know?
0: like the angels that constantly, and they never stop they never saying, stop. holy, 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 Be, because they, they, they see it. they're yeah.
1: received and they give it back to yeah. in praise and worship yeah. and adoration, Gosh, you know? Right. And so to remain in that connection and, man, it's taken me a long time. You know what I mean? And this is that, this is like being destroyed so you can be humbled, you know, being humbled, humble yourself or you will be humbled. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't humble myself, but now in that aspect, I've lost a lot, man. And I've, man, I just like that night in that hammock, I was like, man, I I just, I wept over how empty I was. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's the starting point, man. You know what I mean? Like complete emptiness, you know, and, and to, and to maintain that emptiness, that's the real trick. Because when we go out into life all the time, we're always, we have a million distractions, you know, like I said earlier, we can go an entire day and not even think about them. Mm -hmm. And that's atrocious, you know? And, and I, and I think that is limiting, man. Like we're limiting him by, by not acknowledging him. You know what I mean? By, yeah. by not even acknowledging him. Right. You know, and what he can do and what he's, what is possible for those who believe and who are completely yielded to him. So, um,
0: thank you for sharing that, by the way, I know that it's not been an easy journey, but it's been truly amazing to hear some of the praise that has come out of this in ways that I would never expect praise to be born. <laughs> You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, I'm looking back at this at this scripture again in Revelation three sixteen through 18. And so Jesus is basically saying to these people, you think you have everything you need. Got it all figured out, you, don't you? You? Think, you think you're rich. You think you've prospered. You think that you need nothing, except the true situation is that you're poor, pitiable, wretched, blind, and naked. Like, that's harsh. Those are harsh words. Them's, them's hurt words. Jesus, you hurt my... You hurt me, Jesus. Right. <laughs> Don't say that. That's right. mean. And so... Show me on this so basically doll he says, where Jesus hurt you. <laughs> you so know? basically he says, everything that you have is not enough. And he says, so then I counsel you to buy from me gold and salve and garments. Who can afford that from Jesus when what they have is nothing? Right. But the prerequisite to receive all that he has for you is absolutely nothing, right? Bring to me yeah. all of your nothing. Bring to me
1: all of your not enough. What did Jeff Jewett, say? Bring Jew- to me all of your less than. Jeff Jewett said that that his grace is so expensive because we can't afford. What did he say? Gosh, he said I can't something. remember. He's like he, he it had to be paid for because you can't can't afford. Can what afford. did he say? I don't like, know. He said something crazy. We had to hit know, him up. You know Jeff Jewett, but but then. But then
0: Jesus says, buy for me gold refined by fire so you can be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint in your eyes so that you may see. And so he's saying, buy these things from me so that you can do these things. But these are the things that I'm just going to give you. Like who, again, what is the purchase price? Well, how much is that garment? Well, What do you have? I don't have anything. Sold. Sold to the highest bidder. <laughs> sold, to the, sold to the lowest bidder. Sold to the poorest guy in the room. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's why this, that's why the gospel is such good news. I think we totally limit God when we think that we have, we have more than we actually need, but it's not from him, right? Like, We limit him when he's not our source for all things in life. Right.
1: We limit him and we think we don't need him. We're secured in ourselves. Obviously. We're secured in ourselves, our efforts, you know, the things that we do. Look what I've done. Look what I've I've put myself through in this position. You know, I hold the keys to my own destiny, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. this and this and that. And that's that's a plight here, man. Like it's it's very prevalent in our culture, man. And I think that's why, like, I don't know, man. I'm... uh, I don't want to get too salty on it or go too him or like go <laughs> go to him go hammer eye on this thing but it's the truth hammer though man. we don't even know we don't even know we we want the fullness of God with none of the emptiness that it takes. Ooh. You know what I mean? Oh, snap. We say want that the again. F- we want the fullness of God without the emptiness that, that it, it takes. It to achieve. Oh, right. All right. Snap right. Well, fill me, God, while well, I'm trying to, but you're so full of yourself, yourself. You know what I mean? Like, Dingson. I would, but you're full of something already. Well, how about th- <laughs> how about this? So let's just take it a step further. I want all
0: of you, God. Well, you're so full of that doctrine that limits me. Mm. You're so full of that theology that limits me. Dude, what? Dude, what's the? No, hold what? on. Let me say it. The problem with theology is that we think we can understand theos. mm or some, they'd said something like, the problem with theolo- theology is that we've assumed that we can understand. Do you
1: have... Or Theo can be understood. Speaking of Boxing God End, do you remember that excerpt that you read You read to me on yeah. the trip to... Have you read that? Did you read that last time? I read it on the show. Do you dang remember? It. Yeah. The reason we can explain them so
0: well is because we created them. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's hardcore, bro. Um, dang. So... We want to
1: experience the fullness of God. Expecting fullness from God without any emptiness on our part. Like, and we wonder why we, but that goes, that goes right back to what we were saying. He's only limited by the amount of emptiness that we bring him. So
0: what is the practicality? Like, how do I go home and empty myself before the Lord? Bro, I mean. Is that like just something I
1: conjure up or is it the work of the spirit? Is it both? It's both. Well, I can tell you what happened to me. Okay. (laughs) You prayed a prayer and then the next thing you know, you know. I don't know. Those are hurtful places. The thing is, is that we don't want, we don't want any, we don't want anything to cost us anything. You know what I mean? Although his grace is free is because we couldn't afford it. That's why it's free. That's what Jeff said. Okay. His grace was free because you can't, you afford, can't it. afford it. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, we want things specifically in our life without the cost that it takes to get there, you know, and, those are painful mm. lessons that we learn, man. And, and we, we're, we have a misadversion to, I don't want to experience anything that's going to make me uncomfortable. That's going to take me, me outside of my box that I put yeah. myself in, you know, and practically, I don't know what that looks like because it's different for everybody because everybody's got something else they got to get rid of, man. And, yeah. and do you really want to get rid of it? You know, yes. like, Right? Are, are you really about it? Did you count the cost? Because mm-hmm. when, you take, when you take that prayer, said, Lord, make me your own and yours completely, man, what he will take from you will have you second guessing yourself. Like, I wasn't yeah. ready for this. You know what I mean? Right. And then you look like a fool, yeah. you know, because you didn't count the cost. So, so we're talking about
0: emptiness. We're talking about being filled by God. We're talking about we can't limit the potential of what can, God can do. Like he, we can't limit his power. Like he's going to limit the guy that's
1: breathed this in galaxy of existence, man. Right.
0: We can't. But somebody said, can we actually limit God? Or is it more that we limit our own reception? Yes. We, we limit what we receive or how much we're filled based on the amount that we're willing to be empty or humble. Right. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he'll lift you. God, I want to be lifted up. Well, humble yourself. Mm. Right. He'll lift you up in due time. Exactly. Humility, emptiness. And that goes back to, goes back to expectation, though. Right. Like, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. Well, I'm humbling, I'm humbling, I'm humbling, in time. I'm humbling, I'm humbling... But if I'm expecting it a certain way and it's not coming that way, and then I give up, I've just limited
1: right? The so lifting. I, that's another thing that I wanted to go into as well. We, get, we, we, we limit him when we give up before the time is right. Mm. You know what I mean? How, I wonder in my life how many blessings or how many things that he could have done through me, but I, I wasn't willing to go the whole distance. Do you know how close I was? I, when I get to, to heaven, he's like, man, you were this close. Bro,
0: do you know how close I was to hitting phantom terrace the first time you gave up bro do you remember like we were there We were right there we were right there bro it was like 10 minutes <sighs> maybe not even that much right i mean we we made a wise decision but to know that i was
1: that close was like holy crap
0: we were right there we man. were right there
1: but then what happens? Like he's so good that even when, even in those instances where we have given up, he makes it a more gl- glorious experience. Because oh, then, bro. because then it was, because it then it was you and me. The glory. Back then yeah. it was, it was you and me. Then we got to share that with, with, with multiple yeah. dudes there. You know what I mean? And yeah. that experience was, was because we wanted to go back to that specific place because you gave up, mm-hmm. gave us the chance to bring these guys to this place that Gosh, they had never been too, to. Even it, those du- two dudes that lived in Colorado had never been there they were like what is this oh, place even in failure the, mul- the glory was multiplied dude even when we give up so but at the same time like have we limited him in our lives, and that's a word for me, man? Because, like, like I said, I had given up praying about certain things, man. Yeah, you know, and it's true. I shouldn't right there. You know what? Right there's there, a right word for there. me. Don't give up, man. Be stead- it's right there, steadfast in in prayer. Yeah, right. it's right there, and so don't give up, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a word for me. So I'm gonna get back on my prayer on my prayer mat, you know. But yeah, so we do limit him when we give up because we're not willing because we're not sold out. We're not a hundred percent. You know what I mean? We are not completely committed or as committed as we said that we were, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it always costs more than we think. Yeah. The mountain the first time cost way more than you thought it was going to cost you, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why Jesus is saying, man, count the cost, bro. You're ready for this. You know what I mean? It's like, are you really ready? Oh yeah, Lord, I'm ready. Just like Peter. Oh, I'm ready. I'll die for you. Is found out quick. And then what happened in his failure again, multiplied, you know, isn't the principle behind inheritance that it's only received after death.
0: I can only inherit something after, the person after somebody came, dies. Somebody dies, yeah. So I just wonder about. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't translate. But he's like, no, it doesn't. He's like, no, it doesn't happen. It I doesn't don't know. work. I don't know. I just because what I'm thinking about is like we we're talking about like we gotta get empty. We've we've got to work. I mean, we're talking about working for it, but then we're also talking about emptying ourselves and not being able to afford it. So how do we reconcile, like, we, you know,
1: working, we... working for it on the grind, not working for it as in do or do not, or these things don't taste, don't touch, don't, you know, like that, that kind of stuff, grinding for it. You're going to have to grind for it, bro. Mm-hmm. We think, that, we think that for some reason we just get a free pass because God's grace was bestowed upon us. Man, like if anything Jesus demonstrated to us, what it cost the son of God?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. And if it was pleased for, for hmm. if it pleased the father to crush him, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like look at the <laughs> so. things in our life. We, we, we don't like to say that though, yeah. because, but he's the model. He's the image. He's the firstborn of many sons. Yeah. Right. And it does cost you. Sonship costs you, man. Christianity is going to cost you. It does cost man. And I can't, I cannot tell you how many times I've been a hypocrite in my life, looking like an idiot, bringing his name into stuff that I should have never, ever brought his name in because Take I was not grinding. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't working for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. The workers are few. the workers. Okay. Yeah. And there is work to be done. The, the, you got to yeah. grind it out, man. You want to climb, you want to summit the mountain to God. You know what I mean? You want to meet him in that place. You know what I mean? But we're like, Oh, well he just meets us. where. Well, you know, sometimes he encourages us he he'll descend as much as we ascend. You know what mm, I mean? That summit, pl- right. that summit place is going to be reached, but it's got to be reached through hard work, man. Yeah. You think you're going to get up there without like his biscuits and gravy, dude, rainbows and, and butterflies and stuff. And it's not man, because there's some of the most trying, actually the most trying times in my life is this right here, man. Mm-hmm. People. And that's why, that's what, that's another thing that, that blows my mind about what people say about Christianity. Oh, you're small minded. It's like, bro, if you even knew mm-hmm. what it cost me mm-hmm. to wake up in the morning and believe in something like this, so audacious, you know, yeah. to believe in something so grand you know what I mean and to to wake up in the morning and believe in what he said and what he promised me against everybody and there's people that are in my closest circle that are Christians and I tell them what God told me about the promise and they're like "Mm, but because Um... there's always there's always a back door there's always a back door with us that's the problem man and with Mm -hmm. me there's no back door dude I'm like he's either gonna do it or he's not Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but I know what he said there's no back door well if he doesn't then I guess this no there ain't no if Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but we always give him that we always give that back door that we can escape and, out and it, and it boils down to you because you know
0: i i was having a conversation with somebody today and um and i was saying you know do we truly believe what he said do we actually believe it so much so that our current actions are preparing for a future reality mm. that has been promised Like, are we living in, are we faithing into that? Right. It's like, I don't think so, man. Casey, if I was like, Hey bro, I'm going to gift you a house and I'm going to do that in two months. And so you need to get things ready. You're probably gonna have to pay a little bit of tax. So maybe you hold some money back, but you're going to have to furnish a Prepare uh, it. What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to save some money, but you're also going to go furniture shopping. There's a lot of stuff you're gonna have to do to fill the house. You know, probably need to buy a lawnmower and a weed, that kind of stuff. Like you're going to prepare to move into that home based on the word that I spoke about the thing that I'm going to give you. Mm. And so we do, we really
1: believe, do we really believe that's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question for this podcast. Sure. Because the problem is, is do we believe. really believe, believe in what he says? And I don't think, and sometimes, and I'm not saying that people don't have real faith or like whatever, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I mean, you, you can have faith as small as a mustard seed, but man, like, do we really believe in this or is it something that we've grown up in? Did I grow up in church? Therefore God is this, yeah. this, and I say or, that and I ascribe to that because I was born into the church are we or do I really holding believe on to him? limiting belief systems? Yeah, it is a limiting belief system in a lot of ways, man, you know, and man, that's heretical in a lot of circles to even say that. But the truth of the matter is. is, is that the scripture never saved me. Okay. Right. God did. So, you know, and there that brings me to
0: something because there was another, um, somebody said, um, we limit God when we say that's not scriptural hashtag, ouch, this is what you're talking about. We're limiting God when we're like, well, where's that in scripture? Right. To... And so, I just wanted to bring this up, and I think I've talked about this before, but the very scripture that we use to place limits on God has a very powerful scripture that says, "Now to him who's able to do far more than we ever we ask even imagine or imagine and he right all things are possible for those who believe with God, all things are possible, so what is possible all things well, where's that in the
1: scripture yeah. The thing that you're talking about, or is that in scripture? Right. And, that, and that's the, that's the thing that I come across too, because I tell people what God promised me, like, well, you need to back that up with scripture. I don't need to back that up. What are you talking about, man? Like the God of all creation said it, man. Like, what are you talking about? And he <laughs> confirmed that. I don't need to look it up in scripture and say, he spoke oh, well, it to me." It, yeah, it's like he spoke literally to me, spoke yeah. to me. You know what I mean? That's, and I heard yeah. him, you know,
0: and I, I and serve I, the living speaking yeah. God. Right. He's not silent. And what if everybody in all of the world closed their Bibles for one day? God's going to sit in his throne and be like, "More, prayer Oh prayer. man, I, I can't, can't say nothing. <laughs> I wish they would open those Bibles. <laughs> so God, I can talk. You're not, Yahweh, you're not supposed to be speaking. All the Bibles on earth are closed right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. And I don't mean to get salty about it. I get salty about it because I feel like that's one of the number one ways that we actually limit the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't read scripture anymore What's the first thing we we ask? If someone says they have an experience with the Lord, the Lord told me, the Lord showed me, I had a vision, I had a dream, I had a word, there was a healing, whatever it is. They'll be like, well, where's that in scripture? And we we automatically, we go to scripture. We want to be right so bad that we limit things by using that book to judge whether something's right or wrong right. or whether it can or cannot be done but it's the very book that shows you that the nature that of all god things can it, be that possible. all things are possible and that he always functions outside the limitations
1: of, of the physical and what man can perceive and conceive in his mind because like, what you can't eat what like your wildest imagination like still beyond can't that. beyond that can't even come close to what your he is your wildest imagination of
0: doing. has already limited what god is possible of doing dude the moment we conceive of a thought the moment that we conceive of something to ask of God, we've already limited what he's capable of Right. based on what that scripture says. Now to him who's able to do more than we can ever ask. Ever ask. Imagine the most you've ever imagined in your entire life and imagine more, and that's still limiting.
1: Hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Weren't you the one that was talking about, was it Watchman E nee or something, or uh, one of these guys where he's basically saying like, it's impossible for us as finite, fallible beings to actually... Con- conceive a right thought about God right. because he's so beyond
1: that. And yeah. I, I think they're a right thing. I think we have attributes and God is love. We right. can say that and it's right. But but and those but those things are anchoring statements and he is an anchor. Right? He's talked about constantly as the rock, the rock that has never moved. He is our static point of reference. But what I've come to know about him in my life is he is as dynamic as he is static. So mm-hmm. he is immovable. Yeah. He is those things. Yeah. You know, thank God that we have the scriptures. You know what right. I mean? Thank God that we have those. Yes but because I read them to not to figure out
0: what box can I put them in but I read it to tear down the walls of any box that I've created Right because I look at this God. Right.
1: Yeah, right. So we, we, we read the scripture to, to, and it narrows our view rather than let, allowing the scripture to, to, expand. Uh, to expand our view of what yes. is and is not possible in our life.
0: Yes. And that's where things began to change. And we talked about this last podcast, but Christopher asked me, where did things begin to change for you? And I said, things began to change for me when I went from asking, is that biblical to asking, well, is it possible? Yeah. That's a completely different question. Well, is it biblical? Is it possible? Well, no, it's impossible because this. actually, no, it is possible. right. God can do whatever the heck he wants within his character with. So we've we've put attributes on God, and we've seen him play out and live out these attributes in the life of man for millennia, and we've had that catalogued into the 66 book Canon. That isn't widely accepted by the majority of Christianity, by the way, just most of Protest, Spr- Protestantism. Right. Protest, yeah, that's how you say it. It's not how you say it, but we Pro- get, we get Protestantism? Anyways, um, 66 book canon. We've recorded all of the way that the Lord has interacted with man over that time. The finalizing of the canon wasn't to say, like, that's all God can ever do and this is how he does it. It's to show that he has an attribute, and that he's going to continue living out those attributes
1: to all of people. These for are, all of these are just a few stories of, of the a world. few men. You yes, know what I mean out of the millions and billions right. of people that have existed, and he's continuing during and
0: since then. He's still revealing himself to men. Right. He's still filling filling people with his spirit. He's still calling people to die to self, offer themselves as living sacrifices, discern what is the good and pleasing will of God, and then live into those good works that were prepared for us before the foundation of the earth right. to continue the ministry of Christ on the earth to bring heaven to earth. Like that's, I just said it, like that's what's happening. Right. And it's not happening. It, it's happening in accordance with. But it's happening in addition to. So why do you think. Right. He, in accordance with, but in addition to. Right. So why do you
1: think he's limited in America? Oh, man, that's a really great question. I think America the fact is, is the epitome. The, the fact is, is that he is. You know what I mean? I think we have severely limited him. And although there's yeah. a lot of good, there's also, man, don't get me started on that anyway. Uh-oh. But, but, yeah. but well, like I said.
0: <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of us fall into that category of Revelation 3 where he says, you say that you're rich and you need nothing. We've got medicine to make us well. We've got retail stores to buy all the clothes and all the groceries that we'll ever need. I'm not crying out to God, calling for rain to come down on my crop so that food will grow, so that my family can eat this season. I've got a job that pays me well, and I... Slave away eight to five with all my time and all my focus apart from my family Monday through Friday to get numbers into a bank account that allow me to go and purchase food, purchase clothing, purchase shelter, purchase transportation, purchase insurance, purchase a doctor, purchase health. And so have I any need for anything? How how dependent, you know, how dependent am I on God now? He's blessed. I mean, it, here's the caveat. Well, here, well, 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 you know, one nation under God, and you know, blah,
1: <laughs> blah, and give me my guns, and you know, blah, this, bro, and this, and today, that, and everything
0: else. Man, and- today I was praying, man, because what I feel like all I want to do is get out of debt right now. Like I just want freedom, bro. Like I don't want. I, I anyways, and I'm, cry, I'm crying out to the Lord. I'm like, give me a way, show me a way, like do I need to work more? Do I need more investments? Like, what do I do? How do I dig out of this hole? And I just heard that scripture. It says you can't serve both God and mammon. And I'm like, F. am I, you know, like he can provide
1: yeah. money, but what am I serving right now? You're, well, you're not, you're not My, relying on him. You're relying on you grinding. You well, know here's, it, let me just confess this
0: right now. I am more concerned with making money to get out of debt and move forward in this whole plan that we have to start a business and all this stuff that I'm more committed to that than I am my relationship and my walk with Christ right now. Mm. I, I am. That's where I'm at. And it sucks every single day. It sucks. That's why we limit God in America. Everybody's got their own dream. Everybody's got their own vision. They've got their own kingdoms they're building. Nobody needs anything. I mean, I can't say nobody needs anything. But if you look at the majority of the church in America, and if you look at the majority of white evangelical suburban church in America, tell me, what are the needs? Yeah. Like, truly. It's harder for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of the needle because we are fully resourced. Because you're not dependent. Because we are not dependent. We live and exist independent. We say we are dependent, and I think in some ways we are, but I think there's a large part of our lives where we have just created this existence that is self-perpetuating. The borrower is the slave to the lender. If you're in debt, you are a slave. Right. I am in debt and I am a slave.
1: You're, you're serving, you have to, you're enslaved to another master. Right. Mm. And I went out so bad. Yeah. Dude, my truck just, I just blew my engine in my truck. And so I was really frantic. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, what I got to do? What do I got to do? What do I got to do? do? What do I got to do? And now I'm like, you know, even today I was like, you know, and even Cody reminded me, man, like this morning, cause I was just, tripping, not really tripping, but Cody was just like, he was like, man, it's all going to work out, dude. And I was like, you know what? It is all going to work out. (laughs) Why am I tripping? Why am I tripping? Because, because look at this. Okay. So he's giving me a ride everywhere. He works for me. You know what I mean? He works with me. It's not like I'm I have to walk anywhere and now I get to spend more time with him talking about the things of God doing this and doing that. So why do we not look at the blessing in that? You know what I mean? And I here I am I'm over here tripping because I need to go oh, I need to get this this nah. and this and this why? And there's opportunity. Well, I, dude, I'm fully financed. My bank account is not empty. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm able to pay my bills. I live in a house full of gen- gentlemen who lift me up and who who shoulder my burdens as I shoulder theirs. I live in a community. What, what do I have? Yeah. And I need that, you know, that's what I need. And we need mm-hmm. each other too. And that's another thing in America and where we're at, we don't need each other, the, 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 the soul, you know, the vision is individual, your individual gain, you know what I mean? And we treat people as, as, you know, Is just stepping stones to a bigger thing sometimes, man, or that they're expendable. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we spend people. Yeah. We spend their resources and their emotions. And, And I think that's another thing that we limit God in, too, because... If we're not in community with people, then how can they bless me? You know what I mean? And how can I bless them? And how can oh, the Lord, how can the Lord use them in my life? Because, wow. because, okay, if, if he is in everyone, like the Omago Day or, you know, even like you think about Namaste, which is the spirit in me recognizes the spirit in you and that, that recognition, that connection to each other, right? We're supposed to be connected yeah. because God is, God exists in community. And so if he's in you and yet I push you aside because I'm too busy doing my own thing, that's another way of limiting God it because is. there's a way that you can help me. There's something that you have that I don't have spiritually because you right. have an attribute of God that does not exist in, inside of any other person on this earth and giftings. Exactly. I'm limiting God when I am limiting the amount of people in my circle. Yikes. I'm limiting God by limiting the amount of time I spend in community. Yeah. Ooh. It's dude,
0: because if we really believe, do we really believe right? that the body of Christ has been given the spirit of God and he has dispensed gifts according to his will by his grace for the building up of the body of Christ so that we're encouraged that we're, how can we're God, take, how can yeah, God bless your so pants that we all, off?
1: Right. He works through people, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does. And yes, he does miracles like crazy his stuff. spirit will do work in you. Right. It will. But he, 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 he you want to see the face of God. I'm looking at it right here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We
0: are well, the you, image bearers. You
1: just said
0: that he blessed you by just encouraging you and saying, hey, it's going to be okay. Gave you an encouraging wo- mm. word
1: in a time of need. That's God. Had
0: you been by yourself,
1: you wouldn't have received that word My wheels, you, My wheels, wheels would have been spinning. 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 Yet you, you know what I mean? But it took somebody by being in community and just connection. Who has and, and the and spirit rolling. of God in them. Right. To speak a simple thing that a lifted you thing. up. A simple thing. And he didn't even know that. But it changed my day around because I wasn't tripping anymore after yeah. that. You know, that's... God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coming through. And so, yes, we do limit him by limiting our community.
0: You know, I, I want to read this because I think it's important. Um, Darren Eubanks, our good friend, he says, uh, we put lim- we limit God when we put limits on ourselves. He works in and through his people.
1: Oh, did he say that? He said that, oh, yeah, dude. I didn't even see. Okay, well, that's confirmation. Yeah, we were just talking he, about. Right, that's and why he, I read it. Okay, because it it correlates. Thanks, Darren. <laughs>
0: we put limit. We limit God, and we put limits on ourselves. He right. has chosen. So let, let me just go on this tirade. I guess. So Jesus walked the face of the planet, filled filled with the spirit of God. For the spirit of the Lord is upon me; has anointed me to heal the sick set the oppressed free, set free the captive, do all these things. So he comes and he does that. When John says, is he truly the Messiah? He says, go and tell him that these things are happening. The kingdom of God has truly come. So Jesus comes and he's doing this ministry. He's in direct communication with the father. He understands his identity as a son. He knows the power that he has. He's in, he only does what he sees the father do. So there's that. He's following the will of the Lord perfectly. And so then he lives on this earth He dies because he must. He resurrects because death can keep a hold on him. He ascends and then he sends the Spirit to fill the church to empower them to do all that he did and greater. So the body of Christ is the chosen vessel to bring heaven to earth according to the will of the Father. The power of God. The power of God in us and through us. And so when we start questioning. What God can do through us, because typically we question ourselves, we're limiting God. But did he not use the least? And has he not said in the last day, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, sons and daughters and men, old men, women, old women. And they're going to prophesy and have visions and dream dreams. And I'm going to make my name known among all of the earth. And he's chosen us to do that. When we number one, when we aren't made aware of our position and our power within the kingdom, we limit God That's limiting God. Yeah. And when we, and when we question whether or not God would actually do that, we limit God. Hmm. And so we, again, maybe why the church is, that's our
1: perception too. It's our perception. Our perception does limit him. You know what I mean? Because such as a man thinks, so he is, that's Proverbs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, even thinking that well do you he's really not believe going to, do you believe
0: do, do you know? believe that you have been called to the ministry of reconciliation as though God is making his appeal through you hmm, right hey brother, I'm here, and God is calling you to him through me right now right to be reconciled to him or is that in the scripture Oh it's in the scripture, bro <laughs> <laughs> you fun guy did you, you eat mushrooms did you eat <laughs>
1: Did I what? No, Where's where no. that in the scripture? Where is that in the scripture? Did you confirm that, to get that confirmed through scripture oh, before it's you in said there. that to me? Dude,
0: and let me just say this, because people already think we don't think the Bible is, is worth anything. It's not. Man, it it is, it's so good to use it to open your eyes to the possibility of the kingdom than to think to limit the experiences of yourself and others around you
1: the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you know that word is not written word oh
0: the word and I, I went off on this too but grab the, your sword
1: yeah that's not the Bible no. it's not the Bible it's the, the sustaining all encompassing powerful any, spoken word of the living God
0: anywhere in scripture that you read the word word it's either logos or rhema it is not graphe, which is the word for scripture, anything written down. <laughs> so when you want to talk about what is written down, it's scripture calls itself graphe. It's written <laughs> for it is written, for it is graphe, not for it is logos or for it is Rhema. Like it's not there in that context. Right. And let, I'm about to say it <laughs> you wanna know why one of the reasons that we limit God in the church and in America, it's because we think the scripture is God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just saying, it's it's a hard thing to grasp, bro. Scripture is useful for. The Bible teaching. tells you exactly what it's useful for. That's it, plain and simple. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. That's what it's good for. It just told you its purpose in your life. But then Jesus says, man will not live on bread alone. But by every mouth. But by every word, Mm. every rhema, every breath of God. Every time the Lord opens his mouth and something comes out, that sustains our life. Mm. You think there's a Bible in heaven? No. (laughs) It's not there, bro. It's not there. Mm. I don't think it's there. Jesus came as the word in flesh, and he was a person filled with the spirit of God, 100% connected to the mind and the heart of God, and he lived that out. A book didn't fall out of the sky, bro. A book didn't come out of Mary's womb. A book didn't go into the grave. A book did not die on the cross. A book
1: was not resurrected on the third day. A book did not come to life either. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's useful for... It's wisdom, man. It's, it's, it's wisdom and it's, and you're right. Training and teaching. It is useful there, man. Yeah. But as far as like my day to day, every day, you know what I mean? Like people are like, well, we just need to memorize more scripture. No, man. man I love no, it. You I, I, I love, I love scripture, man. Don't get me wrong. And you know, he has used it in my life time and time again to confirm things to me yeah. and to just remind me of who he is. Boy. And you know what I mean? Remind me bro. of who, who he is. But dude, more than scripture, bro, I, I, I'm so as far as, as far as like doctrine is concerned, man, I, I, and I, and I'm not sorry for saying this and I hope nobody takes offense, but man, I don't want like doctrine. I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like I, I know, I I know the scripture. I love the scripture. I want, I want God, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want the living presence of the living God, you know? And
0: can you imagine, let's just say that your, your mom's, when your mom was pregnant with you and they're like man you've got this little baby boy on the way there's going to be this new life born into the world and you're going to get to name him and love him and care for him and know him and be with him the entirety of your life till death do you part and she's like this is wonderful and then at the hospital they took you away and gave her a book about you
1: yeah Ooh.
0: right You have just robbed this woman of actual living interaction and relationship.
1: What have we done? Damn, son. You want God? Here's a book. That'd be like going to Ezra and saying, you want... You're, you you know, want to know like your dad? You want to know your dad? Here, here's a, we here, wrote a, here, here's a biography
0: everybody about Everybody who ever knew him in the flesh wrote about him. Here oh, he's go. still alive. You can go to his house, but
1: just read this book. <laughs> read this book instead. So,
0: ooh, Ezra, ooh, son. Ezra, what are you doing Sunday afternoon? You want to come over for a Casey study?
1: <laughs> you want to learn about your father? You want to learn about your dad? He, no, he, he, you're, go. you can go anytime you want to his house, but this is it.
0: Yeah, he wrote this letter to his sister, but we're going to read it, and it's for us, too. <laughs> Ouch, ouch, man. What have we done? What have, man, Dang, let, hear me now. That's, hit, that's hear, hit me pretty hard right now. Hear dude. me now. That's hit me pretty hard. People within earshot of my voice. I believe 100% that God is making his appeal through me so that you may be reconciled to him in this moment. Where we've replaced him, where we've substituted him. For less than the actual living God. Mm. And all it is is saying, Lord, I want you because he wants you to. That's it. I mean, that's all it is. Yahweh is wording. He is breathing words and beckoning his creation to himself. If I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men into myself. He is drawing you to himself, not to a book about him not to somebody's testimony about him, not right. to somebody else's experience about right. him. He is calling you somebody to else's him experience right now so that you may ganosko know Yahweh as Mary used the phrase and said, for I've not known a man. Hmm. How is it that I'm pregnant with a child? Bro, he, man, there's a place, there's a place for scripture. There's a place for Bible study. But it just does it's not... not a, the place is not on the throne. Man, it does not... You know what I mean? Substitute the living God. Yeah. It cannot, it will not...
1: And I think we've limited him in that regard as well. I believe so, man. I feel his spirit all over me, dude. Yeah, me too, man. Like when we were talking about that, like when I was talking about, I just like imagined Ezra having to live his entire life with his dad alive, but he had stuck, he's relegated to a book about his dad. I was like, dude, that opened my eyes. I was like, man.
0: Having known about you, but never having known you. Never having met me. (laughs) Even meeting you. And it's possible for him to meet you and still not know you. Right. Oh, have you met Jesus? Jesus. Or do you know Jesus, Mm -hmm. man, what a beautiful, what a beautiful invitation of the creator of the universe to invite us into that experiential relationship with him, where it's not just having information about him, but it's having experience and relationship with him to know the creator of the universe. Who is man, David, who is man that you're mindful of him? Yeah. David knew it. David knew his relationship with God. He's like, why do you even bother? Right. Me? Why do you even bother? It's the great mystery. God is love. He created us to know us and, and love us and to be our father and identity as sons and daughters. Like, man, we, I mean, we can go on and on. Do we limit God when we, we, we don't have proper understanding of our identity as sons? In the kingdom, when we don't have a proper understanding of our inheritance, when we don't understand our roles as priests and kings within the kingdom, like there's so much man there's so much and and
1: here's we the limit thing. God with what we think that we know man we limit God right with what we think that we know and there's an unraveling to humility and emptiness right there to to stop thinking lay it all that, down that man. because that because of the Bible or any of that, that we've come to any sort like of iota of knowledge about him, because we're going to be spending eternity figuring him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have a shadow, you know, we, we, there's no way. And there, that's, that's, that's mm. part of it right there. Like what you think, you know, and that, and that, and that was the thing for me too, man. Cause I thought I knew a lot, especially after coming out of teen challenge. Cause that's all I was doing was studying scripture. All I was doing, you know what I mean? But, that didn't save me. You know what I mean? And I took a hard turn, man. And like now coming into to experience him is just like, man, like, you know, when you reach that place and I'm sorry, I keep harping on that, but it's just where I'm at. And so I draw so much of, of what I'm relating to these people out of that, yeah, out for of sure. that place. It's, it's man, like you're, you just like come to a place where you just give up. You're like, man, I don't know anything, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, that's, that's part of becoming like you will not enter the kingdom of heaven unless you come, unless you're reborn that's the rebirth right there dude like i does a child what does an infant know compared to me absolutely nothing <laughs> you think ezra knows how to work the internet he doesn't even know how to read yeah okay that's that's the gap that we're working with between us and god yeah like, i mean even more so than that but like Imagine i'm i'm if you, i'm, I'm yeah. ezra i'm my two-year-old son And I've asked him to write me a term paper on, you know whatever. Yeah. You know, on quantum physics. Quantum physics, yeah. That's the gap. You know what I mean? And like coming to coming to God like the tomb is the womb, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So coming to a place where you die You know what I mean? And you're in the tomb and the resurrection happens. Well, the tomb experience is the womb experience, Mm -hmm. man. And we need to be reborn. Honestly, we need to be reborn. We do. You know, and and to come and approach him with, with, with nothing. But what man, like, and again, I come back to my son always the profound lessons that I've learned about my relation to the father are are, are through my experiences with my son, man. Like I, you know, like coming to him. Like, not with, well, look at all this stuff that I know about you here. You know, look at all this stuff that I've done. He doesn't give me his pedigree, but to come to me, he comes to me yeah. because I'm his dad. And then he you know experiences what I mean? whatever he experience, you have for him in the yeah. moment. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know anything, but he's not burdening himself with figuring out more information to get in some sort yeah. of right standing Dude. with me. You know what I mean? He's not burdening yeah. himself. He's joyous. He's laughing. He, he freaking crawled up on Cody's bed the other day watching freaking <laughs> PJ masks or whatever they're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? He, You know, he's just chilling. That's all he's doing. Yeah he's doing he's not burdening himself and yes there will be come come a time where he's gonna work
0: for it burdening himself to be worthy of receiving what you have for him in that moment he knows that he loves yeah dude my daughter my daughter alana right same deal the other day for no reason whatsoever i just had like so i told her hey we're gonna go to the store and she said, well, what are we going to get? And just in a moment, I thought in my head, I'm going to tell her she can get whatever she wants and she's going to be so excited. Yeah. And so,
1: I, I mean, a split second,
0: she goes, what are we going to get? I said, whatever you want. And she goes, oh, Right. and gets all excited. And so I'm trying to convince her to like get some chips or like get a candy bar, but she wants a toy. Right. And so dad bought her two toys. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, the, for nothing. It wasn't your birthday. It's you not know like that. It brought, it brought me joy to yeah, give him. right. Because like, I did the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was making all that money out east, I came back home, and I was like, you know what? Like, just took him to the store. I was like, bro, whatever, whatever you, you want. want. You know, and because, not because it brought him joy, but it brought me joy Yes, to give to him right. in that regard. Yeah. And, like, also, like... Ezra thinks daddy's a hero man like he does (sighs) like the other day like and Cody was there I put I put a because he was like I want some chocolate milk and I thought it was funny right so Uh I got a gallon out and I put it it on the ground and I was like lift it up and he was like he's like I can't do it daddy but like Imagine, yeah. imagine like us are in our relation to God, things that we can't move, you know, because yeah. he couldn't even lift it. Yeah. But like, but then, daddy, you, but then daddy, you know what I mean? Sure. Boom. boom. Lift it up. Just, no problem. So to him, it's like, dad can do anything, mm-hmm. you know, and those things that we can't lift in our lives, that's those good, places that we can't bro, go, daddy can go, bro. You know what a, I mean? that's a good word for all
0: of Christianity. Right. Daddy can do anything. Daddy got it, man. He can, he can do anything.
1: Right. That's the whole point of all this. Ezra, Ezra thinks, regardless of the fact that I can't do everything, but just for the sake of, like, even like the awe like he, he dad, dad is his hero you know what I mean like dad yeah. my dad he tells people that my dad climbs trees my dad climbs trees or he's like you should see my dad's truck he's like yeah. my, that's my dad's truck that's you know what I mean, mean? like yeah. you know like he's so proud of it too. he you. is man he's you evangelizing know? for your truck <laughs> not anymore he's gonna be he's gonna be pissed when he finds out that I blew the engine
0: oh man yeah,
1: yeah. So, but, but just think about that man like yeah those things that were incapable of moving or lifting Sure. Or nothing. To, it's, like a, it's like a gallon of milk mm-hmm. for me to lift for Ezra. Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, but he's like, I can't do it. Right. dude. And but I had, told... what if he kept struggling and struggling and struggling? And we limit God when we keep trying to do things that we're not capable of doing and we won't oh, yeah. let him to when do he it. doesn't
0: move out of the way yeah. and say, yeah. Imagine yeah.
1: Imagine if he's like just trying to, no, I got this. I'm we gonna, limit Eventually God... I'm going to get this, pe- this this huge heavy object up on top of the counter. I'm going to pour that glass myself, dog. <laughs> no, you're not. You <laughs> we know? limit God
0: when we try and do things only he can do for us. Ooh, right. Yeah. Do things ourselves. So went to the store, took Ellie, got her a couple toys and we're walking out, um, to get back into the car. And I just pick her up and I say, do you know why dad bought you toys today? She's like, why? I said, just because I love you and I think you're wonderful. Yeah. Dude, that's it. Just speaking praises, right? Dude, scripture says that the Lord sings, sings over praises over us. What? It's like, oh, you you go to church and you worship God and you sing praise to God. Well, have you ever considered the Scripture tells you that He sings praises over you? Well, we you know we we, I mean, we He loves doct- you
1: so much. I know, but we don't have a good a proper concept of His love, and I think it's because of our doctrine, man. Mm-hmm. We have we we have this under like this thing like He's a pissed off God, man. God's right. in a good mood, bro. Sinners you know? in the hands of an angry God. Like we just think that He's pissed off, man. And I've been guilty of that even recently, man. I'm like, God, you just slay me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But dude, He loves us, man. And I don't think we have a proper understanding of what that looks like, man. Yeah. You know, so we needed a mass experience, man. And there's so much A power. mass experience of a father's love for children, you mm-hmm. know, his children, because we are, mm-hmm. you know, and to experience and to receive that love. Remember, what the, remember the one thing that it kept, it, kept, it kept, stay with me too, man. Like Ezra, to me, is not a productive member of my family. Yeah. He's, he is a parasite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he, he uh, requires. He is an object of my affection. That's it. That's it you know, to receive. Yeah.
0: Dude, it's so good. It's so good. And here's what I think. I think a lot of people, we, we try and move into, we don't really understand that love. Like you just said, I feel like I'm about to be a broken record, but we don't really understand that the love that the Lord has for us. And so we get stuck on trying to earn something that's already available we get stuck trying to work for the check that the that the the it's already been cut. Yep. Right. Just cash it, bro. No, I need to keep working. You know, it's like, dude, the check is there, but we don't realize that we can hmm. we can accept and receive that already because of nothing. That's the good news of the gospel, bro. Right. Nothing. What does it cost? Nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing. <laughs> That's the beauty.
1: <laughs> Man.
0: Anyways, man, I can go on and on, bro. Yeah. That was a good episode, man. What I did you like... say? You you said a lot of stuff about... Oh, I can't even remember now. I'm going to have to go back and listen again. We want the again. fullness. Yeah, we want the fullness of God without bringing without the, any of the emptiness. the emptiness.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Without the emptiness it costs. We want the fullness of God, mm-hmm. the miracles, the fullness of God, the fullness of the spirit without the emptiness it costs us. Yeah, man. Well,
0: all I can say to people as we peace out is, man, <laughs> and the the Lord is man. He just he wants you, you. know. He he doth that which he doeth. He you know? is the one that does those things. Yeah. <laughs> he does and he can, and he will, and he shall. <laughs> good stuff,
1: brother. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to have you. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I like some of that off the cuff, whateverness. That happened i didn't really even feel like we were on the podcast here for a second we were just oh like, really felt like old times back riding in the car oh riding, yeah riding like a, around, riding around so getting i'm talking about you know yes we do oh.
0: in front of a live studio audience so appreciate no. you guys for checking out the podcast Clap! Hey, i want to clap ask cody clap woo-hoo, woo-hoo. no really clap they're not going to be able to hear it here we're all in, yeah. Ooh, yeah live studio live audience, studio audience yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so i want to ask the podcast people a favor um and I'm just going to be completely vulnerable here. I'm sick and tired of social media. And I'm also tired of like relying on Facebook to like actually put our stuff in front of people. Like I'll share out an episode or I'll share out, Hey, we're going live or, you know, I'll share it out a picture and face- Facebook's algorithm is ridiculous. Like even if, if I link a video to YouTube, they're going to suppress that because it's a link that sends you like out from Facebook. Facebook wants to keep you on their platform. So when you link things out, they don't like to show that stuff. So when I'm trying to send people to the website or trying to send people to our our blog post or to YouTube, I know people aren't able to actually see that. Um, And so that's really frustrating. I'm just tired of it. And so I just want to ask humbly and openly that our listeners would do whatever they can to just share the news about the show. Like if you, if you like the show, like do the rate, do the review, do all that stuff. I mean, that's the normal things that podcasters ask you to do. But man, if you are really, truly enjoying this, you know, share it with somebody. I feel like I'm a preacher saying evangelize our church. It's the best church ever. But seriously, like Facebook isn't doing us any, any favors right now. Social media algorithms not doing us any favors right now. It's word of mouth, it's people to people. And so that's just an honest the way that ask. It should be, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's just an honest ask. Hey, if you're enjoying it, let somebody know, hey, I'm checking out Salty Dogs Podcast. Check out this episode and whatever. Right. So, anyways, yeah. you can go to our website too if you want saltydogspodcast.com. We have blogs. Um, you can contact us. And I actually just mailed out this past week, I sent 11 postcards with stickers to listeners who requested stickers from our website. Oh, nice. So we still have some swag to send out. We're just doing that for free. Yeah. So if you guys want a
1: sticker, hit us up, and
0: we'll send you one for free, 50 free.
1: Send us our emails, too, dude. Like, we haven't heard from you guys in a while. It's true. We haven't. Yeah, that's kind of whack. Honestly, you guys are slacking. (laughs) So send something. Oh, my gosh. Good stuff. to tell me to shut the hell up, you know.
0: Yep. (laughs) at com. Uh, subject: Casey needs to shut up. Body of email: <laughs> Shut the hell up, Casey. Tears uh, <laughs> truly. Tears truly. And I'll make sure that that uh, that gets to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I, I really want to hear from you guys, though. For yeah, real. Yeah. For real. So, all right. Sweet deal. Appreciate you guys. Yeah.